Welcome to the Villa Park Podcast. It's me, Rich, and we are back, Kev. You said that backstage. We are back. The Premier League is back. And if anything hasn't got you buzzing for the Premier League, it uh, it should be that intro. I mean, that should get us all pumped up, shouldn't it? Well, it should get us all pumped up, though. I saw a little bit of Eddie Buendia celebrating. It made me feel a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I know. it's a late one, guys. Um We've been trying to squeeze this in with work. I was on um, I was on the Loaded Mag podcast with some Newcastle uh, lads just now, and um, it's a big weekend for me. Obviously, as you know, I live in Newcastle, so I'm out tomorrow. I'm out Saturday. I'm at the match, so we needed to squeeze in somewhere. So we thought you, we keep you night owls happy and, and do a late one. But Kev, how are you feeling for this start of the season? Buzzing, mate. Cannot wait to get going. It, the anticipation. Uh, for this season has been, well, it's just been stronger, hasn't it? And way more exciting than I think any season, probably since the days of Martin O'Neill, when we were going in, you know, to thinking we could maybe knock on the top four. So I cannot wait to get started. And, and what a test, what a test to go away at St. James's. Yeah, what a match. I mean, we'll get into it all. Um, team, starting lineups, team players to watch out for, who we think is going to uh, feature for Villa. Um and we'll get your comments in as well. We'll get predictions in. Um, yeah, it's a massive game. And you'll see when we talk about each team's players, you know, we are very, very evenly matched as, as, as two sides and definitely two sides that are going to be up there competing uh, at the end of the season. Um, before we get into it, I've got comments flying in already. Um, we have had some phenomenal growth over the last couple of days, Kev, and, and it's thanks to the, the people that are supporting us. Um, we've gone beyond 2,200. I think we're at like 2,260 or something. We're nearly, we're nearly at 2,300 already. I know you were blown away by the response to our video with Tom Colomassi. Um, if anyone hasn't seen that, please do check it out. I think it's getting above 4,000 4, views, which is just fantastic. But guys, hit that like button and hit that subscribe button and help us on the road to 3K. I was on with the Loaded Mag boys. They've just hit 6K. Uh, on the show tonight uh, when we were on. So, yeah, to to kind of keep growing and growing and growing is what we want to do. So you guys can really help us do that. And at the top of the chat, um, there is the link to our uh, fantasy football, our fantasy Premier League, uh, Villa Park Pod League. We've got, I think we've got nearly 200 in there at the moment. So do click the link and it's it'll join you in automatically. Get your FPL team in. You've got until tomorrow, I think it's half six, uh, and you'll be in with a chance. The winner of the league will win £75 uh, voucher to spend on any Aston Villa gear that they want. So you've got to be in it to win it. So get yourselves in that draw. Um, comments flying in. Uh, Gaza in the house. Evening, Gaza. Thank you for joining us, mate. Uh, Duncan, I'll come to your comment in a second. And same for you, Gaza. Adam in the house. Evening, up the villa. Um and uh, yeah, load, loads of, and Dunk says we'll be at 5k easy by Christmas. Come on, brilliant, mate. Thank you so much. So, look, comments coming in straight away, uh, Kev. Um, Emmy Buendia, I mean, Dunk says they're horror story on Buendia. Let's go this season, Gaza. Everybody season, a big player get for us gets injured right at the start. I mean, what can we say in training as well? Like, how unlucky can you get? Yeah, I know it's it's a real shame because. Look, let's be honest, right? There's, he's still a player that, even on our pod, we talk about, you know, he's, I think, you know, he's either great, isn't he, or he's not so great. He can go missing in games. But I do think, um, and this might be sort of slightly um, a bit of recency bias, but I do feel like pre-season it was as good as I've ever seen him. And, uh, you know, and I think he obviously got, um, he obviously got some goals, assists. I thought he was great in the Newcastle game. And, 
it just looked like, I mean, even that finish he did obviously against Lazio, you know, the link, link up with Coutinho, it just looked like he'd added a bit to his game, a bit more confidence, a bit stronger and a bit more end product. So I think he would have been a key player for us this season. I don't think he would have been one of the one of the first names in the team sheet, but a big, big part of our squad. I think I think this season was the season we hoped he could have kicked on to, to probably 10 goals. What did he get, like five or six last year? To, yeah. You know, he should be looking at 10 goals, 10 assists type player. So it, it is a big loss for us. I know some Villa fans won't think it's a massive loss and some will be absolutely devastated, but awful for the lad because he'd got himself in the, probably the best physical shape of his career. He's, you know, in his, his mid-20s. Um, by all accounts, looking at some of the reports, that, that it, you know, there's rumours it may be not season-ending. It might be sort of six, seven months. So you've just got to hope, haven't you, that... I mean, in this day and age, it's very unlikely that, that uh, an injury artist does end your career. I mean, look at this day. Yeah, it, yeah it, it won't end his career. It won't, mate. And you bang on, like, let's say this prognosis is six to eight months. The factor in that, like, when he can get running... How he can get like you know can he get kicking a ball and stuff like you know Diego Carlos came back from his you know horrific injury you know and he featured at parts last end of last season <clears throat> you'd think that Emi Buendia is you know a strong lad as well and 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 he he can you know hopefully hopefully if the if the operation goes well in the week you know hopefully he can kind of maybe even get back quicker than that you, you just never know. I saw a great thing on Twitter where someone said, um, "Just can't, can't wait for him to come back and score the winner in the Conference League final." And wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't That'd that be, be brilliant? Just, That'd just be see his little face light up, you know. So yeah, yeah look, we all wish him a you know a massive uh, good luck in the operation, speedy recovery. Um, but we've got to go now, haven't we, Villa? We've got we've got to, we've got to replace him, and we've got to um, can't let let this derail our, our positivity, which I don't think it will. Yeah, well. Uh, Villa Samba Brazil said, gutted for Emmy, Ramsey and Moreno, but hope they shine later in the season. Great content as ever. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Um, and that's the thing, like, you know, we've got Jacob Ramsey injured. We've got Alex Moreno injured. I think uh, like Leander Dendonka's injured. Um, Irug Bonham's injured. Bertrand Traore's injured. You know, these these are some players that are, you know, um, big players for us. And it shows the improvement in the squad when we've got, we've still got, you know, good uh, good players, good quality players to kind of come in and still have those you know, those quality players on the bench as well. Um, and it shows the work that Emery's done and the the quality that we've got in the squad. It, it really does. And, and let's be clear, like, um, fingers crossed the returns, are, you know, are, well, the, the recovery is decent because I think Moreno might be back in September. Mm-hmm. Ramsey was, what, 10 weeks from, what was that, start of July? So you're looking at July, August. So they might be back September, October, which is still fairly early in the season. And the other thing now with all the games we've got and also having a bigger squad, that there probably would have been times when Ramsey wouldn't have started all the games anyway and Moreno wouldn't have started all the games. Because if you look at our options now, if Dini plays left back, Dini's still here, Dini's still effective. And if Cash is playing the right back role, then Moreno was massive for us and he's a big miss. But I do think we've got the personnel now to deal with a few injuries, like all big teams should have to do. Then Donka and the other injuries like that, well, I don't think they've been really key players around the team too much. It's not a massive miss. Obviously, weakens your squad depth a little bit. Yeah. But um, it's not like a situation as it would be if it was a Martinez or a Watkins or a, I'd even say a McGinn now, that level of injury. And it's not like it was back in the day when we really were, you know, bare bones in terms of replacements. So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I mean, it, the main one is Brendier. That's the lengthy injury. The rest of them um, should be back, hopefully, when... Might still be a bit of sunshine around, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. You know, it might be that they step into some light training in the next couple in the next week or so. We'll we'll have to wait and see. A few comments coming in. Um, Gaza said he was firing pre-season. Adam says, big shame, he was looking in better shape too. Ian says, um, devastated for Buendia. This was his chance to push on. That being said, uh, I thought his place was most under pressure with a probable new signings coming in later in the window. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, but I think it was one of those where those inconsistent players, the the, the Emmy Wendy's, the Leon Bailey's, you know, possibly even a Moussa Diaby, I'm sure will will have those quieter games. Philip Coutinho as well is where you can rotate them, and if you're losing one of those players, you're losing an option to to kind of spur another player on, or you know, ha- have have the fight power off the bench. So that's that's I think where where it's going to hurt us a little bit. 
Um, yeah, you're, you're so, we want competition for places, don't you? Yeah, so exactly. You've got a situation which we've had in the past at Villa where players knew they weren't going to get dropped because there was no one better to come in. You want them keeping. You could tell in pre-season there was a sense of hunger because I think they all knew. I mean, we, we said many times, you, you bring in on substitutes in the game, bring in on four or five subs and the team isn't isn't weaker. And that, yeah, and that exactly. means you've, you've got to be on your game and that's what makes it a good quality football team when you know there's competition places. Yeah, yeah. Ian said, if I was asked, will his injury affect our final league position or cup success, I would have to say no. And I think that's key. You know, we'll talk about potential players that will step in and even one or two that will come in. But, you know, like I say, the quality and the, and the, and the way that the players are coached now, I think, I think, I don't think we'll feel that loss as much as maybe before we, you know, when we've lost players. Um, Dico Blanco in the house, gutted for Buendia, awful look, and he was looking determined in pre-season. Hopefully it's not as bad as we're thinking, 100%. Um, uh, Dunk says, left wing now, our problem position, but we do have cover. Um, so, yeah, let's just, um, let me just ask a question. Oh, Dico said, great point, Rich. Cheers, mate, I had to read that one out. Um, so, Gaza said, maybe Coutinho will start playing like he once did. Now, we'll talk about a potential signing that's coming in, but a player that, cliche alert, would might feel like a new signing is Philip Coutinho and he has looked sharp in pre-season Kev do you think it's time for um, the little Brazilian to shine well I think at, at the moment any any thoughts of Coutinho leaving I think it have to be have to be banished now because I'll, I'll be really surprised if he leaves with obviously him and Buendia you know effectively being similar type players and I also think if you look at the other rumours rumoured outgoings Aaron Ramsey wasn't really getting much of a look in in the squad really the fact that Ramsey, that's clearly been on the cards for a bit. The fact that Arch has been obviously clearly in, in, interested to other clubs. They must have had other options due to coming anyway. And obviously, there's been no surprise. Some of the players we've been linked with, I'm sure we'll talk about them later. But, you know, there's been some wide players. Obviously, the likes of, of Adoku still, even after after we got DRB. Other attacking players that, that you know, they're not going away, are they? So, no. No, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And... Uh, yeah, it could be. It could be a time where Coutinho does really shine because he's looked. He has looked really good in preseason, and we've talked about it a lot in those European games. If we are to get further forward, we are going to need those players that will unlock defenses and can do and can produce that little bit or do something from a set piece. And again, in those in those big games against the you know the Man Cities and the Arsenal's and stuff, he's he's usually come to life in those games as well, and that's where. That's where we could maybe use utilize him as well. So you know, fingers crossed. Then Philip Coutinho can do it. Gary says Coutinho would be better at home. Um, he believes. Um, got Geordie Villain in the house. Evening, Geordie Villain and Rachel as well in the house. Evening, Rachel. Great to have you on board. So um, one one player who we have looked like we are um, utilizing, and um, I think he's a player who is familiar to Monchi. Now, whether this was something that was done that was in the offing before we obviously heard rumors of this player a few months a couple of months ago as when the window first opened um maybe it's been accelerated further with the Buendia issue and I think Fabrizio Romano confirmed that himself but it's Nicolo Zaniolo, Zaniolo. um I can't say I've known too much about him previously um looks like a quite a tall player uh, can play forward on the uh, on the left uh, attacking midfield and he can play striker um, was was all the rage a few years ago at Roma and then had a bad injury and has had two ACLs I think um, uh, Gary said yes, um, yeah. and he's only 24 so it's a bit of a risk um, is this a calculated risk it looks like it's a loan with an obligation to buy if everything goes well um, what are your thoughts on this this guy well I've, I've looked into him a little bit since we've been linked and, uh, you know, I looked the first time around, looked, looked a bit, bit today. Certainly looks like a really talented player. Uh, pace, good height as well, which is something we, we lack a little bit in our forward positions. Um, skillful, um, certainly, you know, certainly seems to have quite a few tri tricks. Has had a couple of bad injuries, but I think the last one of those was probably three years ago now. So, you, you know, I find there's a risk people saying, you know, playing in Turkey and why is he in Turkey? But... 
if you come back from injuries like that sometimes, then you know you maybe maybe you're not getting straight back in, into that team. And a lot of good players play, you know, the, the, the Turkish Super League's had some fantastic players playing for it. I mean, look, Wilf Sahar's just gone there at the peak of his powers, isn't he? So um, and looks like Oxide Chamber's gonna go there. Admittedly, maybe not the peak of his powers, but you, you, you get my point. So but I think everyone's a risk. I think if you brought in a if you brought in a Nonto or a, a Brennan Johnson, it'd be a risk. There'd be a huge price tag yeah, on Brennan him. Johnson would be a massive risk, you know, 40, 50 million. And yeah, and he yeah. doesn't work for it. Yeah. Um if you get him on a if you get him on a on a loan with an option to buy, not necessarily an obligation to buy, he's got experience. Oh, played, option, yeah. 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 Played 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 for Italy, um, played for a big club in Roma. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I, I think that it's not easy to find these kind of players that are available. So I, I say go for it. Yeah, we'll have a quick look at his stats. I know I did this on my uh, quick transfer talk show earlier today when when the rumours were uh, abound and then it kind of got confirmed. Um, and I've compared him with Puente Buendia. Um, but if we look at, uh, sorry, he can play on the right side, he can play striker, he can play attacking midfield. So say 24 years old, but left preferred foot is left, so maybe likes to cut in. Um, the heat map from his time in Serie A last season, so played 13 matches, uh, started 12, but only scored one goal. Um, so I think that was a bit of a tough time for him in the Serie A, and then he went to into the Turkish league on loan for, with Galatasaray um, and um, and played uh, 10 games, Start only started two, so predominantly came off the bench, but did score five goals in those 10 games. Um, so knows where the goal is, all with his left foot. Um, and uh, he missed, I think he missed a few good chances as well. So could have been even better. Missed three big chances. So could have been even better. And like you say, Kev, maybe, you know, likes to um, likes to dribble um, and can, he's quite big, can, can win stuff in the air as well. And maybe he's got that bit of ruthlessness with, with, a, with a shot as well and can, you know, like that conversion rate is not, not bad at all. Um, but like, yeah, looking at him, Compared to a Buendia, obviously Buendia outdoes him in a lot of the statistics, but we talk about a player who I don't think played too regularly last season and was coming back to some sort of fitness. So maybe it's difficult to compare, but um, I think probably Munchy sees knows he's a good player and Emery thinks he can get something out of him uh, into our system. So I think yeah, there's a lot, I think, I think yeah. lot of positivity there, mate, also because he's only just turned 24. You know, and there's plenty of players that have had bad injuries and come back and, and been really great. Some some top top players have done it. You know, so he's only 24. Um, he's he's won the Turkish Super League. You might say it's a bit of a procession for Galatasaray. Um, he's also won the Conference League and he scored the winner in the final for Roma. So he's got experience. Go. He's got experience in that league. So it's another, another person who's got. Is that experience. when Moraine, uh, Mourinho won it? I don't. I think it was. It, it was like two or three years back. So it might have been. Oh, okay. I don't know, maybe it wasn't um, Mourinho about a year back. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, potentially, yeah. But look, either way, for me, you know, look, it's. It, I think it's a calculated risk. It's a yeah, 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 risk. yeah. Exactly, exactly. I guess the thing with loan players is you, you might get the Ross Barkley syndrome, where yeah, I guess he was a season-long loan, whereas this one is an option to buy him. So there is a there is yeah. a kind of motivation to do well, um, yeah. you know, to to kind of you know, get that move to, to Villa. So I think that adds some extra motivation. But yeah, you don't want a situation where he plays well the first few weeks because he wants to impress and then, you know, the yeah. chips are down a little bit and he starts to he starts to drop off and then you've got a player who doesn't really want to be at the club because he knows he's not going to get a move and that's where that's where those loans can be a bit, you know, a, a bit turn a bit sour. Yeah, it, it, it was actually when Marino it was 2022 he did it. So Tammy Abraham was in the team as well. So yeah, he, um, yeah, maybe, maybe Tammy's Tammy's putting a good word. Yeah, know. yeah, maybe he did. Maybe yeah. he did. Um, so Ian said, I think I think we need him to shine in the next few weeks. After that, the new signings will have integrated. Uh, I think that's more to do with uh, Coutinho there. Adam says Doniolo has some hype, but those injuries and him being in the Turkish league is a risk. Um, Dico Blanco said we'll have five to four to five players with one to two working legs between them. <laughs> Dunk said, uh, being linked all summer, a good player. Gary said, got to be alone with his injury record. Um, Adamski said, come to Villa, Zaniola, your knees will be safe with us. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, Luke said, it's an option, not an obligation to buy. And if, uh, 
I think it's 30 million euros, isn't it? It's peanuts and goes a long way in Turkey. Yeah. Um, and then Sarko says, Zaniolo was the first now in Italy team, team sheet heading into Euro 2020 before he got those terrible knee injuries. He's a special special talent, but needs to get his career back on track. Um, so there we go. Uh, Duncan said Chiesa for 60 million euros is a risk as well. Yeah, absolutely. Any any player any player is um, is, is you risking. Well, Dico says... Richard, just to say quickly, um, you look at the chat we've had previously about Man United wingers, you know, Anthony's and Sancho, 75, 80 million, and you get someone who's on a loan deal, no transfer fee. I mean, it, it might be another master stroke. If it doesn't work out, let's ask Villa fans, would you rather have Anthony from Man United who cost 80 million? Would you rather have Zaniolo? Well, I know I'd rather have. I'd rather have Bailey yeah. than Anthony. You know, that's... that's <laughs> so, hey, you know. hey, we've got someone, we've got someone you'd rather have. <laughs> it's you, unbelievable, you... isn't it? It's unbelievable. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like it, 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 these positions, particularly the tennis attacking players, Buendia was 30 odd million and, and has been a bit hit and miss. Coutinho came into great fanfare and has been largely disappointing in the last 12 months. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think you've got any guarantees. Pick a player, even that Jeremy Doki we were linked with, but apparently everyone was saying he's had really bad injuries. Yeah, he has. He has, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so there's always going to be some kind of risk, isn't there? Definitely. Uh, Dico said that. I think that mad bird from Misery is on our medical team. Um, Luke said that Emery could make a shy horse play at number 10 and get us to Europe. Exactly, Luke. Exactly. Exactly. Gary said, at least with English Prem players, it would be used to our league and maybe less likely to get ACLs. Luke said, that's why I like none too strong and young, so bags of potential. We've been linked with him, but I think maybe Everton have have, uh, stolen a march there. Uh, Dico said, I'm sorry, but Zaniola doesn't excite me, but in Emery, I trust. Uh, Gary said, at six foot three, he will be a monster munchy signing. Uh, try saying that after a few. Ahmed said, he's a unit, I think he'll be useful. Uh, Rachel said, unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. Someone can injure their ACL at any time. All transfers are risky and injuries can happen. Absolutely. Um, Richo's in the house, Everton fan. You could tell us about Nonto, actually, Richo. I think, uh, I think he might be heading to you guys. Um, uh, we've uh, that's fine. We'll come to we'll come to the um, Europa Conference League in a bit, Jordi. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, Armin said, "I think we should wait out, wait it out for Felix." Well, according to Tom, we we potentially are waiting it out for uh, for Felix. So we'll see there. Uh, Mark said, "I'd rather have Bailey." Words we never thought we'd hear, Kev. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it was only over Anthony. That's about it. I'd rather, I'd rather have, have the the lady from Misery than than, uh, than Anthony. Um, but yeah, we'll um, we'll come to some questions and stuff. I'm I am starring some comments and stuff, so we will come we will come to that in a bit. Um, but we do need to go um, to what is the big kickoff on Saturday, St James's Park, half past five kickoff. Newcastle United against Aston Villa. Is it is it a battle for the top four on the first game of the season? You know, I thought you were going to say then, is it a must win? <laughs> <laughs> Unai out if we don't win this. Unai out. Steve Bruce is available, isn't he? He's still out of work, isn't he, as well? So, um, it, well, I think you set a marker, don't you? Quite clearly, quite clearly. If you win away at a team... Of the likes of Newcastle, obviously now a, a top four qualifying team, Champions League team, then you set a marker. And, it, and I don't think if Villa won, it would be like a, a, a lucky win. You know, I mean, any, anyone can beat anyone, can't they, on, on, a, on a given day? You know, every season, one of the big teams will lose, to, you know, but I'm sure Burnley or Sheffield United or, you know, teams that will get a win against one of the, one of the big, big teams. But if we did it and we did it with decent football, then it would be absolutely class. It's... These are the kind of games that are going to define our season because I do think we'll pick up a, a, a lot of points this season from teams that we should beat. We've got better and better Villa at beating teams we should beat. It's these key games against the big teams that traditionally, I say traditionally pre-Emery, we didn't used to do great in, but um, I think Emery will have them right up for this. And clearly as well, I mean, Eddie Howe's no mug. He's done a super job there, and I think clearly they'll be right up for it as well. So what I like about it is there's two teams that aren't the traditional in recent times, top six, you know, a lot two teams that aren't really featured on many pundits' top four predictions, and two teams I think have got a real opportunity of gate crashing it. Um, Newcastle obviously did it last season, and what a phenomenal job. 
but they're going to want to be, be amongst it again. And yeah, we, you know, I predicted Villa to finish fourth. We've got Thursday nights in the Arsenal Centre Europe. They've got Wednesday and Tuesday <laughs> nights in the Arsenal Centre Europe. So I, I just want to, I mean, Newcastle, I, I'm not one of those Villa fans that has any animosity to Newcastle. You know, uh, fond memories of watching in the Premier League. I know there's been a bit of banter between the two clubs, but it's just good to see a, a really good ding-dong game. Both teams playing their part, but us coming away with the three points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, our record isn't great at St James's Park, much as their record isn't great at Villa Park. Um, and, and last season, obviously, we got a spanking 4-0 when, um, when we just... Sorry, Emery had been confirmed that he'd taken over, um, but he wasn't officially in, in the dugout. But I think the thing about Newcastle is, is that momentum. Like When they get going, they're just so, so hard uh, to stop. And that's that's the thing that I'm wary of with 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 Villa, but with the with the game on on Saturday. But yeah, 100% what you say, Kev. We've got players now that can hurt teams. We've got a system that is solid, and you know Newcastle won't won't want to play against us in, in in the form that we're in. Yeah, yeah. They they would have seen obviously in recent times um, just what Villa are all about in that burst burst of you know great football at the start of that uh pre-season game when i do think if that, that had been a proper game it probably clearly wouldn't have played out like it did but the football some of the football we played in the first 15 20 minutes was absolutely brilliant their biggest most chastening defeat of the season big word for me to use at, um, at quarter to 11 on a thursday night um was at villa park it was and it, it could and should have been more goals than, than three three was three three was made them look, look better than they were on that day so they know we're a good team now. They know we're, we're difficult to beat and they know we've got some, some attacking problems. But we know, because it was only a few months before, they, they battered us 4-0. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be um, I think it'll be a good game, hopefully. Yeah, 100%. Um, Deco said, let's pluck the Magpies. Adam said, a bit worried. Newcastle away will be tough. Gary said, Geordie podcast saying it'll be tight. Not like them to be so diplomatic about us. Um, they respect well, us. They yeah, respect. yeah. Um, mm. Gary said they will win for Emmy. Um, Luke, I'll come back to your comment. Um, Adam said, I think we need to keep it tight. If it's a goal fest, they'll win. Um, Gary, again, says Toon should, and us should be rooting for each other to break up that hated top six. Um, Deco said they are all about pressing, need technically gifted players to beat it again. Buendia would have been great, but Coutinho can fill in. Uh, Lee says, going to be a great game this uh Roderick said I'm not worried if it's for Newcastle to worry if we win they'll be very concerned anything we get our standing already high will just rise great comment there um Geordie Villain said Toon's team isn't settled yet I'd imagine they'd have rather play us once their players have gelled a bit um and Luke said what gives me faith for Saturday's Una is just a tactical don that was three nil was filthy literally one of the best performances ever um and then Rachel said, I don't like any of the Toon fans who have celebrated Buendia's injury. It's a minority, but it's not called for. Absolutely. Um, and I, I just uh, read random reviews in the house. Good evening, mate. Uh, Sarko said they lost just two out of 19 last year at home. Um, Dika said even non-Villa non Geordie fans are buzzing for it. This is where everyone's seasons begin. Liverpool, Chelsea will be dry. Yeah, that's the thing. Like We're both, we both clubs that are, that are gunning for those teams. Now, I did want to touch on Newcastle's players first because they seem to be doing it. If there's if there's a if there's a right way, you know, alongside Villa, they seem to be signing players the right way, like not going crazy, not signing too many players. You know, they've obviously added Tonali, uh, Harvey Barnes, and and Livramento to the squad this year so far. What do you make of those of those signings that have added to their squad? Well, I don't think they they've. I don't know whether this is an FFP thing for them. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of, of, of their recent transfer dealings in terms of how it's affecting them financially, but they bought Botman for 60-odd million. Isak was 60-odd million. You know, I think Gamirish cost them a bit. So they've spent a fair bit of cash, haven't they? There was even that flurry in January when they bought, you know, Target, Burn, et cetera, et cetera. And maybe they're just feeling the pinch a little bit, which is why they've probably not gone as crazy as a lot of people thought they would, obviously with the Saudi PAF fund behind, behind them. Tanali's a good player. Quality player. I mean, I think he got found out a little bit by our, our little Argentinian uh, magician, Mr. Mr. Buendia, didn't he, in that game? Got bodied by Buendia, but, you know, I don't sort of take too much notice of that. I think no. he's a quality player, big player for Italy. 
Livermento obviously had a bad injury as well. So there's another one, you know, who's, who's come back from, from a bad one. And before the injury, was looking like an absolute top prospect. So I think that's probably a, a, a good a good signing for them. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I thought I thought they might have added a bit more. They might have added a bit more, I thought. But maybe they can't. I don't know. Maybe they still will. Yeah, I think they're probably in for one or two players. Uh, but yeah, I do think they have to be careful of the ffp like they don't have the youth the youth products that we have that are right that we're able to sell to generate that pure profit they haven't been able to they haven't been as advanced with that like their academy has been really suffering for a lot of years so that's the that's the, the situation with them but you know we we obviously would have liked harvey barnes we we said it ourselves on the podcast you know he would have been a player that we'd have gone for but i think musa diaby is a great great signing and um, again, talking to a lot of Newcastle fans, they they were really interested in in having him as well. So, you know, we always seem to be linked to the same type of players, don't we? Because we're, we're kind of at that similar level. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting game, I, I guess. Apart from those new signings, who who in that Newcastle team, you know, kind of worries you if if you, if you were worried by any anyone? Um, I, I think for me, it's um, it's. Alexander Isak and it's um, Bruno Guimaraes. I think those two are the the real quality players. Isak, Isak on his day is frightening, frighteningly good. I mean, there was that that assist he did last season, wasn't it? We ended up being a known goal in the end, but that that unbelievable yeah. against like just dancing feet and still still a young young lad. But I think he's got real quality. I think he he'll, he'll go potentially right to the very top. Looks like a quality player, and Guimaraes has been a revelation, really, hasn't he? Let's be, let's be clear; like he's been absolutely fantastic for them. I think those are the two. They've had players that probably wouldn't have expected to perform like they did. Now you could argue the same about Villa, couldn't you? Because a lot of our top players last season, as we said, didn't even start our first game of the season against Bournemouth. But I mean, players like Joe Linton, who's been absolutely, you know, rejuvenated as, as a as a midfielder when he came in, in as a striker. Yeah. Really do anything. You've got players, obviously, like Almiron, who was derided. We had our very own Jack Grealish taking the Mickey out of him, getting caught caught on camera saying it after he won the title with City. Mm. And Almiron was absolutely, you know, the, it, the the tables would turn when he scored loads of goals more than Grealish had by Christmas. So they've got some players that can hurt you. Trippier's no mug. You know, you don't want to be giving any free kicks away. 20, 25 yards out. But at the same time, I look at their team and I look at our team and I think we got we got a banging chance against against them. Yeah, and Anderson's looked looked pretty good. Yeah, Elliot Anderson. Yeah, yeah, good young player. Would have been nice to see Jacob Ramsey versus Elliot Anderson, wouldn't it? But it's one of those. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it was funny like looking at the two teams, uh, or what potentially were going to be the two 11s. and you know last season there might have been you know Newcastle in great form. There was probably players that you more players that you'd put in from a Newcastle perspective, but. Honestly, like this season, it's it's, and I'm not. I don't want to tempt fate here, but you know they were kind of still not Ming's fans, and I was like Ming's and Conser versus Botman and Shah. It's like you know, there's not, there's no, there's no difference there, is there? Like Martinez v Pope, you'd have Martinez, wouldn't you? Like the midfield, you've got Douglas Louise, you've got Bubaka Kamara, you've got maybe Tielemans, you've got McGinn, like. Would you swap that? Would you swap Gimares, Joe Linton, and maybe Elliot Anderson or Tanali? Like, it's it's very, very, very similar, isn't it? And you've got Ollie Watkins up front. You know, he gets criticised, but goals. You know, there's maybe Isak is 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 stronger player than him, but you know, there's not there's not much in any of the players that are that are on either side. You know, it's going to be a tough, tough game, like a a really tight game. Yeah, it'd be, good, it'd be interesting to do. I know Gabby, Gabby did it on Talk Sport, did his like Villa Man United combined. Yeah. Them, but it'd be interesting to do the, the Villa Newcastle one. It would be interesting. Yeah, I know. That midfield we've got now, I still, I've still got memories of like having, you know, the likes of a Salafu and an Isaiah Osborne, you know, no, you know, no, no offense to those players, you know, players, in, we've got Michael Bradley in, we've had obviously a Kareem Al Akmadi and players that really were just, you know, you're, you're, English journeymen or lower league players to have the quality of midfield that we've got now. I think we're the uh, we're the envy of most of the Premier League with our midfield. When you add Jacob Ramsey to that mix as well, and even Buendia's forming, you know, in recent times, um, there's a real real potency there. Um, I do think there's a weakness there in that in that six role. I think again, if Kamara, who's had a bit of an injury record, gets injured, then 
you're having to convert a Douglas Louise back there or maybe a McGinn. So that's why Den Dunk is sticking around at the moment. It, it, it's obviously important. But um, midfield is such a strong area for us. It really is. Mm, yeah. Roderick said, Dougie played Gimaresh uh, off the park. He definitely did it when we played them at home. Um, Cherique says, have we really improved our first 11? Diaby is an upgrade on Bailey, we believe, but otherwise there's not much difference. If anything, it's weaker with no Ramsey, Moreno, Buendia. That's hmm. a fair comment. I, th I think there's, there's potential further to the comment depending on how he sets up the team. I think Tielemans improves that team when he's in the team. My question is where he starts. Diaby, I think, from what we know, it seems like an upgrade on Buendia, but I totally agree. Taking Moreno out with his form last season... And Ramsey, they were probably our two best players with Watkins and, and McGinn of the uh, last bit of the season. Certainly, certainly travelling with the ball, Ramsey gives you so much, like in terms yeah. of that ability to turn defence into attack, running with the ball. I think we're going to miss that. But we yeah. have got we have got more passing lanes, we've got more passing movements that we can utilise. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with that, Shariq. But it's it's what we've done is we've 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 kind of expanded the players that aren't going to weaken the 11 if you know what i mean um we're going to have more kind of ability to bring players in that aren't going to be you know such a downgrade on what we've got so emery isn't going to be more more reluctant to make substitutions um mark says isak is exceptional he's one of, he's the one i'm most worried about but also joe linton dominating that midfield physically um yeah rubs says the same john joe linton is scary good good player um, Jordi Villa said that they Toon signed uh, Anthony Gordon, who doesn't know, know the offside rules. Hope, hope he plays. Um, uh, Luke says we need to be physical, that's the main reason we could even play our last uh, game last time. Definitely, definitely. I think we need to pack that midfield. Um, definitely, definitely. So, uh, really random says I think we're stronger. Yes, these players are still growing under Uno. We strengthen the squad to compete in the competitions were in good shape bar Buendia. Um Gary said we may lose this but performance is what I'm looking for and how we utilise Torres and Diaby. Um Stephen Van Leer says can't see Eddie taking Newcastle much further. They will want a bigger name in. Our scouting is now top class. Um hopefully, hopefully so. John, I'll come to Watkins in a bit because we've got We've got some uh, some comments on him. Rachel said the biggest test for how is Europe. He's never faced it before. This will that will be the litmus test for him. Luke says Moreno is a miss, definitely. Jordi said the threat of JJ is a big miss too. Teams always have to be aware of his directness and pace. Yeah. It, is, it is really, isn't it, Kev? Like that's you know, like you said, toward the end of the season, scoring those goals as well. It was a real plus for us. That left hand side with Moreno and, and Ramsey was was just brilliant. Which is brilliant, rapid, um, you know, really driving at people. I know Dinia and Cash have done well pre season, absolutely, and they're good, decent Premier League, right, right, you know, fullbacks. But I think Moreno was, was, gave us an extra level, didn't he, from an attack, attacking perspective. And Ramsey's the closest thing we, we've had to Grealish, arguably the closest thing to Grealish in the Premier League in some senses of, of actual driving and running with the ball and effectively running with the ball. I mean, it, the goals he's brought to his game have been fantastic. Back end of the season was good, but even that one where, like when he when he when he assisted Watkins and when he just got there before the keeper, just drive yeah. forward. Um, he got his goal was it the year before when he took on took on the half of the Norwich team and smashed it in from from his own half. I think he's he's unlike anything else we've got, Ramsey. So when he's on when he's on it and he's only a young lad, he's a massive massive plus for us. So I think he's our he's our biggest miss at the moment. Injury wise, yeah. yeah. Really random says, I think we're going to get goals from defenders, wingers, Ollie in the midfield, Tielemans, etc. will chip in. I think we're strong for attack, but would like a Buendia cover and a striker. Uh, John thinks we have really upgraded our first 11. How can anyone say we haven't? Yeah, great. Fair comment. Fair comment. I think when the injuries come back, I think that will be, you know, buying Buendia, I think that will be really where we've shown what a squad we've got. Uh, Rub said bench is important nowadays with the five changes. So improving the bench is improving the playing team. Kamara's an injury risk, says Dunk. Uh, Dico Blanco says JJ isn't too far away. And sounds like Moreno might miss a few games. That's all. Brilliant. Aradika Football said a draw on Saturday will be a very decent result. Um, uh, John said Emery looking at squad rotation. We couldn't rotate much last season. Roderick said I'd play Philogene on the left to support Pau. Could be, could be a shout. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, 
DRB will get goals, says Duncan. Uh, Gary said we try and win every every game now. So, um, yeah, but we'll take a draw. We'll, we'll come to the to come to score predictions in a minute, but I wanted to go through your starting 11, Kev, and, and talk through one or two potential options in there. Um, so you guys get your get your comments in for what your starting 11 would be. Uh, just a quick plug, we've got over 60 people watching, which at nearly 11 o'clock is just phenomenal. So thank you very much for tuning in before you just go to bed. Um, but yeah, please hit the like button. If we can get everyone hitting that like button, it'd be fantastic. And uh, and subscribe to the channel if you're new. We are on the road to, uh, to 3K. Um, we're nearly at two and a half already. So that would be brilliant if you can. If you're new to the channel, if you can subscribe, that'll be fantastic. So, Kev, let's get your team up if you want to talk us through. This is first Premier League team of the season for Aston Villa. Uh, how are we how are we lining up? Mate, we're back. I can't believe it. I'm doing team lineup. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, it was a real toss of the coin whether I did Cash or Dina as as the um as the high fullback. So um my thought process was if yeah, now, obviously, with Buendia's injury, I put Tillemans in. I think he'll play central. And whether he plays McGinn left, Diaby left, whether he plays one of them off the striker. But I thought that he may well play McGinn on the left, which I thought might offer a bit more support to Pau, basically, if Pau's playing that that um, furthest left centre-back. And then for me, that team, a lot of it picks itself now. I, don't think, I think Mings and Cons are undroppable. Martinez clearly is as well. Kamara Louise, Watkins, McGinn. The questions, obviously, are... Everyone else, I think with Diaby's impact in, in pre-season, quite at times, but, you know, picked, picked up a couple of goals. Um, I think he's certain to start. Um, the question then is, is it Tiedemans or is it Bailey that plays instead? Or, you know, does Dean you come in and then he plays Konza right back uh, and then shuffle, shuffles the, the back line across? So they're, they're the questions for me, but that, that's that's my lineup, mate. What do you think? I I picked the same uh, when I did my lineup for the Newcastle podcast I was on. So I picked the same. I just had I just had um Diaby in behind Watkins and uh like yeah McGinn out on that wide out wide and Tielemans kind of wide but tucked tucked in if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um so just a slight change but I had the same personnel um as that and I thought yeah I thought cash maybe just for the pace um, and obviously, he might want to get his own back on Harvey Barnes. Yeah. Um, I would be slightly concerned with the Pau Torres, but I don't think we could go with it. Anything, actually, I think I might have had no, I had Pau Torres, but I thought maybe he would go conventional fullbacks right. just for that game. That's the my, that's my only thought. Maybe he goes Dina and Cash. So you were dropping, um, dropping Conza? No, no, not playing, not playing Torres. I'm oh, not playing Torres, yeah. Play, play yeah. Dina's left back, Cash's right back. And yeah, I, I, conventional I fullbacks. And I think when we're picking these teams as well, we're not sat doing what Emery's doing. Think probably predicting what he thinks the likely opposition he's facing. Yeah. Because you know, if Harvey Barnes plays, and will he will he will Harvey Barnes start? I don't know if he'll start the game. So you know, there's a different there's a different threat, isn't there? If you've got someone of his pace down the side. And if he's up against Torres, then you know it might be a different outcome. There was some shakiness from Torres, but we have to trust the transfer fee, the pedigree that he's got. That he yeah, could... and quality on the ball as well. We need, we'll, yeah. we, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come out of some put pressure on us, and we need players who are calm on the ball um, to pick passes. So that's something that we that we need to kind of bear in mind. Um, loads of comments come in. Uh, really random said, "Oops, I didn't like. I always do it automatically here, and he's done it now." So. Thank you, mate. But everyone else, if you haven't done it yet, please do. Um, Dunk says McGinn at left wing. Gary said that's pretty good, Kev. Uh, and Stephen said you're spot on as well. Nice. Um, and Dunk has got DRB right wing or false nine. Um, Random says pre match conference was asking about Emmy and time wasting. He got seven cards last season for it, but it won't work anymore. No more Emmy trolls. They can't put people off on pens either. Terrible decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Deontay's in the house. It's good to be back. Hope everyone's doing well. Excited for big things from Villa this season. We've missed you, mate. Thank you for jumping back on. Great to have you on board. Um, Luke says, Martinez, Cash, Cons and Mings, Dina, Kamara, Tielemans, McGinn in the 10, and Diaby, Bailey and Watkins. Bailey! <laughs> right. That's attacking. That's attacking. Um, I don't. I think we'd probably do Bailey second half. I, I can't see him starting. 
yeah, I just can't. Um, Jordy says, when you look at the team, it's not really any wonder whether the pundits think we're nailed on for some sort of success this season. That's very confident. That's great confidence. Deco said, Coutinho instead of Bailey and then switch the wingers. Again, I think Coutinho might be, might be used from the bench. I just don't know if he'd start him, particularly the way that I'm sure Newcastle are going to come out at us. I just can see it now. Yeah, they will. They will. First game yeah. at home. Yeah. 5.30 kickoff. They're, they're, they're going to be bang up for it, Newcastle. Bang up for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Roderick says, strong side, but it was bound to be, even with all the injuries, we won a hell of a side. Uh, random. So this is a strong team now, regardless of rotation and buzzing. And Pete from the Loaded Mags jumped on and supported us, showing up for a brilliant Villa podcast. Two brilliant lads. Click like and subscribe, Pete. Yes, Pete. Thank you very much, mate. And it was a pleasure to be on your uh, podcast earlier. Um, Dunk said, how is our best centre-back? Uh, you'll be popular with Pete there because he uh, he agrees with you. Um, but I just don't think he'll start at centre-back for this game. Uh, too, too much of a risk. Um, Rachel agrees with me. She doesn't think Coutinho is suited to Newcastle away. Um, Luke said, I'd love power to play at centre back and Kyle that's right back, but without Moreno, he needs either Cash or Dini to attack. I think Cash has been great in pre season now. Mm-hmm. He's been good. I, I think he's been great. Um, best of luck uh, for the season, fellas. Fight fight the fight to break the top six together. Hopefully, zero points on Saturday, though. I wouldn't sure. expect anything less, mate. Yeah. Sharik said, Torres will get roasted in the game against Newcastle. Hope he doesn't start. Rather see Dini start as a normal left back. Well, like I said, that's the that's the one one bit for me. But like I said, we've got to trust got to trust Emery. Um DRB over Bailey for random. Rub said Bailey's speed might be useful versus Newcastle's defence. They're not the fastest. I think DRB's speed will definitely be good. Uh Barnes will really test Torres, I think, so that will so we will need help. But does Barnes not play on the left and cut in? Yeah, he does usually, doesn't he? But I don't know if I think he can mix mix it up, can't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, any any Villa players that who do you think is going to be key for us then? Like with with regards to the Villa starting lineup, who who are you expecting to be really kind of a key player for us on Saturday? Well, it's a good question. Um, I I, re- I really think it's it's the midfield battle, mate. I think it's the midfield battle. I think the midfield controls the game. So if it is that Tielemans gets the nod, you know, first first proper start Premier League start then he's got a chance to really uh really make a name for himself properly for Villa fans it's all well and good you know threading a, a some wonderful through balls through in a pre-season game against teams that maybe aren't giving everything but if he can have some impact in a game like this um and look I, I think that that Louise Kamara if it's Tielemans McGinn that mid midfield area will be everything clearly you know they've got some attacking threats and and I absolutely hope how Torres deals with that if he plays, how any of the fullbacks deal with it if you've got Barnes and Almiron bombing down, bombing down at you. And of course, it's um it's taking your chances. So can Watkins get the season off to a good start? Can he can he get himself uh maybe bag bag a brace to start the season off against against Newcastle? Yeah, yeah. Loads of people saying uh, like DRB, uh, Torres, Tielemans, Louise, Ollie Watkins says Ahmed. One interesting from uh, from Jordi Villan says Consa has to be has to have a perfect game covering the runs in behind whilst Mings is leading the high line. They'll be trying very hard to exploit that, and we'll, Mings will be tied up with Wilson or I, I guess Isak quite a lot. And that is one thing we're going to have to watch. Like if we do play that high line, you know Newcastle will try and exploit that as they as they did in the, in the preseason friendly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've been brilliant at playing it though, but there are times when obviously, obviously it does fail occasionally. You just don't want it to fail three minutes into a game. You don't want um, <laughs> you don't want Sven Butman to, to to ping a diagonal over the top. All of a sudden, we've we've got the line a bit wrong. Pow doesn't understand Cashy's uh, Cashy's dulcet tones, and yeah. Um, but Konza, look, I absolutely agree. Konza's been absolutely immense, hasn't he? I, mean, I, th- I think a lot of people thought before the season started, before pre-season, that Konza might be the one that was disposable, but. I think he's made himself undroppable. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, come to a few questions that we've starred, um, and uh, and then we'll come to the predictions just to finish just to finish up. So, did want to touch on the Conference League because Hibs have won three one tonight. Kev, I don't know if you watched it. Didn't watch um, it. 
Herb um, Bluno's played for them and scored, apparently. Oh, okay, okay. Interesting, interesting. And their second leg is next week. So, obviously, the away goals don't count in Europe. So, they'll count themselves kind of very lucky. Hey, well, they'll, they'll Richard, a, they've what? got to go to Luzerne. They've got to go to Luzerne on a Thursday night. I'll tell you. I'll tell, tell you. I would love it. I would love it if they got a result. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... It, we, I, I joked last week. I said it's got to be Hibs. It's got to be Hibs, and it is pretty much looking like it is going to be them. But you know, we've got to, we've got to go. If we play them, we've got to go and say we'd be huge, huge favourites. And you wouldn't have asked for anyone, anyone else, I suppose, would you? There were some yeah. tough teams that we could have faced in that draw. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not really a European tour, is it? You know, popping. No, I know. I yeah. know. Yeah. It's fine. It's, not... it's good for me. It's good for me. Yeah, well, it's good yeah. for you. It's also good for the players. They won't be, won't be too, too, too exhausted. That's you know, true. If, That's true. Team, if you get like Derby City in, in the next round or something, so I don't know. I don't know who's in it. Um, yeah, it's it's looking like Hibs, isn't it? And it'd be great for John McGinn. You know, clearly the club he started at. So that 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 be bit bit of um bit of sentimentality there. But um, I'm sure he won't, won't be too kind to when he's playing against them. Um, and it should be a game over these teams. We should win comfortably. I don't want to get too carried away, but really, a team of our quality now should be easy to get in through through a two legged two legged encounter as well. And then, um, and then it's on to the uh, the group stages. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a few. There's a bit of talk on Joao Felix now. I don't like I said we've covered him quite a bit, um, but Tom Colomassi did say that he was one to watch towards the end of the window and now. Obviously, with with this Zaniolo maybe coming in, do you think that Felix is still an option for 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 Monchi and and for Emery to look at? Well, there was a tweet tonight that Fabrizio Romano put out there saying um, Unai confirms exclusive story on Zaniolo. He's he is one on the list, and there are others. There could be one or one or more with the potential to come here. Right now, it's not one hundred percent clear who they are. So I do think there is more in the offing, and I think whether it's Felix, whether it's Ferran Torres. You know, I think maybe the season will Blair, start. Blairvich, I know Duncan loves him, but and I covered him in my news story because I did. I did see some rumours on Blairvich. Um, I would absolutely love him. Oh, I would absolutely love him as well. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, I still feel like he's more likely to go. I mean, Unkunku is out for quite a bit of time. I feel he's more likely to go to a to a Chelsea. But then I think if he'd been available for for sale, surely Man United would have got him. Surely. Mm-hmm. Surely Spurs, if Kane goes, would we'll, we'll be going in for him. But then you've got to look at it now, and I, I can't remember if I'm saying this, but would you want to go to Spurs? You know, they've lost Kane. So do, do yeah. you think, you know, I mean... I, I, is, is he going, though? Because this is the next question. Kane, if Kane goes to uh, to um, Bayern, are they going to come in for Ollie Watkins? Which was my theory, I have to say, about three weeks ago. Well, let's talk about it briefly. So I was obviously giving Kane, Kane some grief on our, our WhatsApp group earlier, calling him you know, an absolute loser and lacking ambition because there was all the rumours coming out that he was going to stay. And it was like, you know, it felt if that was going to happen, like he's basically been teasing Bayern Munich all all summer. They wouldn't have put in three bids if they didn't think there was a chance. They would have, must have been getting noises from Kane's camp. They've agreed a fee. And all of a sudden, there was reports coming out today saying Kane's leaving, leaning towards staying. I've seen later on tonight, and whilst we've been on the pod, there's been rumours saying, actually, now it's looking like he's going to go. If he does go, I'd be amazed if Watkins went there. I'd be amazed. They're not in Europe. Kane is their best player by a country mile. Paul Merson said the other day on Sky, if they lost Kane, he thinks they're finishing the bottom half. And I don't... <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, they, he said they finished eighth last year and he scored 30 goals. So, like, you know, Brentford are a good team. You know, mm. they, they, they they finished... Um, are they ninth, Brentford? They, they ninth finished, or tenth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brighton are a good team. There's no guarantee that Caicedo is going to leave. And even if he does, they're bringing in players that no one's ever heard of that are unbelievable. You know, they've had like obviously that that um, Estupinian's come in. They've obviously had that lad who's been scoring NC. So, so Brighton, I still think we're there thereabouts. You've got Newcastle. You've got the mighty Aston Villa. You've got the the Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool. I think Spurs. That if there's ever been a one man team in this league, particularly with Son's form last year, it's Tottenham Hotspur. If they lose Spurs, I'd, one, I'd be amazed if Kane went. My point I was half-made earlier was, would Vlaovic want to go to a Spurs? I'm not saying he'd want to come to a Villa. I think he, the level he's at, surely he's a Champions League player. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he's huge for them. And 
I just think if they lose him now, it's such a difficult situation for them to get another striker in. Like you're, you're talking what two and a half weeks of the transfer window left. Yeah, we've uh, talked about how difficult it is to get a striker. Yeah. They're going to yeah. have a lot of money, but but who's going to want to go there to a team that finished eighth in the Premier League that's lost their best mm. player? I mean, yeah. I'm not saying clearly they'll buy someone, but does Levy want to spend that kind of money? Does he want to spend all the money he's got for Kane on another striker? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's it's funny how it works. They've got some good players. Spurs. I've got a de- 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 decent, some de- you know, some decent players. I don't know how good this new centre half is they've bought. And obviously, you know, Son, if he can get back to sort of previous seasons form, he's, has been absolutely quality in the league. I think Kulusevski's good, but I don't think they're all that. And I think without Kane, I'd fancy us to beat him home and away. I, I yeah. really would. I really would. I mean, I wouldn't have any concerns. We beat him pretty comfortably last season, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, we did. We did. Absolutely. John St. Kane is staying. Um, Geordie said, I guess some of it will depend how well Spurs spend, like with the Bayon money. Um, Spurs bottom eight next year, says Duncan. Um, Luke said, I'll take Felix as hostage, to be fair. If we were only, if we're the only bid, he was classed for Chelsea. One of their only threats last season was banned for three games. Dico said, without Harry Kane, West Ham finish above Spurs in 17th. Let's all laugh at Tottenham, says Aradeka. Um, really random, says I think Levy has um, Kane's DNA hostage or something. Uh, that Darren Farley's skits are probably accurate. Um, Roderick said Kane won't go. He will wait now and then take If he doesn't go, if he doesn't go, right. If he doesn't go, I'd be absolutely staggered. He's been flirting with them all night. He's gone back to theirs and he said, I'm not up for it. Like and he can do what he wants, and of course he can. And he clearly, you know, he's, he's got a lot of love for Spurs. And he'll he go, he'll go, he'll have a pick of clubs next season, though, won't he? That's the thing. But who knows? I think it's, I think, I think it's, um, I think it's Levy who wants to get rid of him, like for the money, because otherwise he's got nothing. But then you do say like they've got no chance of getting any type of European football without Kane. So it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? It is, but but go to. Bayern Munich are a huge club, multiple times Champions League winner. Go and win the German League, have a crack at the Champions League. I mean, look, listen, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm more bothered about it than I probably should be, but I just I know. Look, he's going to have a season. He's gonna, they're going to finish somewhere between seventh and, and 15th in the league for Spurs. And yeah. he's going to he's going regret to regret his decision by November. So just go and have go, go and score some goals, Harry. And, and also, we can we can Spurs if you go. So I hope he does. But you, you, but you don't, just to confirm, you don't think that. Watkins will go. If it was Arsenal, who he supports, or if it was a top four team, the level he's at now, I don't see. I mean, you can. T- would it be a money thing? Well, we'd give him a contract for the money. It's not a London boy. He's from the southwest, isn't he? So I don't know. I just, I just, I don't see. If it had been two years ago when they were top four, I get it. I get it. We're ninth and they're and they're fourth. I get it. We finished ahead of them last season. Why would he go Spurs? When they're not it's, the, it's, it's, the, it's the London thing. It's the wages they can pay. They're still a bigger club than us, like in terms of that. You know, we've had one season where we finished above them, but they're still they're still a pool, mate. It's it's you know we we've got the villa we've got the villa kind of shades on, but they are still you know a, a big pool. Um, yeah, and that's, no. yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. They're a big, um, but we we're, we're yeah. a big big pool now as well. I know traditional. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think Watkins goes purely on the basis that I think it would take so long for the deal to go through, unless we got offered like something ridiculous in terms of fee. I don't think we would sell just to kind of, yeah, I just don't think we would. Well, also, if Watkins went, then who do we replace him with? Because yeah, exactly. Up, after Sheffield United, exactly. so are you going to just yeah. play John Duran or put like get Philip Senderos back, stick him up top? Yeah, like, like yeah. it's it's. Unless, unless, who knows? Unless Vlavic says, "I'm only coming if I'm playing first choice." I love you, Unai, and maybe that's maybe we upgrade Watkins. Who knows? I don't know. I'd just be, I'd just be absolutely staggered if he went to Spurs. Personally, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, let's let's go into some great questions, guys. I do love getting to your comments. Do love getting into the questions as well. Um, but we just need to circle back. To what we start, what we're talking about, the big kickoff on Saturday, Newcastle United versus Aston Villa. I want you all to get your predictions in. I'll read, I'll read them all out before I come to you, Kev. One last little plug, though. Uh, over two thousand two hundred and fifty subscribers already. 
on the road to 3K. Please, guys, hit that like button. 87 people watching at quarter past 11 at night, Kev. I mean, that is just phenomenal. Um, hit that subscribe button as well if you're new to the channel. Well, we've, only got uh, 40, we've only got 41 likes. so Only 41 likes. Come on. There's more than double the people watching. So all you need to do is just hit that like button, please. If if, I was going to say, it really helps other people find our channel. Really helps people. The more likes we get, the more sub sub subscriptions you get. It really helps people find us. So appreciate the support as always, if you could. Brilliant. Well, already scores coming in. Uh, Gather saying 2 2. Aston Villa Buzzies also agreeing. Uh, Desmond 2 2. A Radeka Football saying 1 1. Duncan is positive 3 1 Villa to win. Um, Rachel says 1 1. Um, really random says 3 1 Villa, insane performance to start the season. Stephen Van Leer says 2 2 as well. Um, 50 likes here, easy folks, great stuff. Let's keep going. Um, <clears throat> Gary said, Just don't know, could be anything. Uh, Roderick says 2 1 Villa. Dale uh, says 2 1 Villa, Watkins and Diaby. Geordie Villain says 2 0 Villa. We score on the counter four minutes in. Score again halfway through the second half and then lose players to injury. No, don't say that. But I love I love the detail, mate. Great detail. Um, Deacon says 3-2 is my gut feeling. Villa, Villa win for the Sticklers. Fantastic. Martin Nicholas, 2-1 Villa. Um, John Watkins won't go to Spurs if he does. We'll buy two strikers. But well, we've got to get a move on. Um, Donovan Alves is 3-0 up the Villa. Um, Joe says, can we get a shout out up the villa? Absolutely, mate. There shout you go. Joe. Shout out, Joe. Uh, Braden says, 1-1 one, one, up the villa. John says, uh, Newcastle 2, Aston Villa 3. Uh, Luke says, 3-1 villa until 109 minutes and then 3-3. Three, three. Oh, oh, God, mate. yeah, I know. Please don't say that. That's going to be agonising <laughs> this season. That. If you're if you winning the game this season, you're going to be going to hate it. Oh, nearly 90 minutes. I know. 15 minutes added time. <laughs> uh, Deontay at the moment Newcastle 2 Aston Villa 2 right Kev what are you going for mate um, I'm going to go for Newcastle United 1 Aston Villa 2 so I think a 2-1 I think Newcastle are, are likely to score at home um, yeah. but I fancy us to nick it so I'm going 2-1 Villa what do you reckon Rich fantastic fantastic um I'm gonna. I'm sitting on the fence here, and I'm saying two-two. I think it'd be a high-scoring draw. Um, I think we'll probably go two-one up as well, but I do think they'll get a go they'll get a goal, uh, and I think we'll share the spoils. I think it'll be a yeah a game where both teams will give it a, give it a real go, but ultimately I don't think that either team will want to lose in that sense. So. Yeah, because it's it's so much on this game. It's so early, but there's so much on this game, isn't there? Well, we're second in the league, mate. We've got to, we've got to stay there. <laughs> yeah, we've got to. That's it. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's, it's, it's a really surprising top four, actually, with Bournemouth and Brentford making it up as well. But, um, yeah, um, we'll see what happens after the first game. Yeah, um, Dow says it'll be nil, nil, nil now. Yeah. Um, fantastic. Well, yeah. Who Did you say who was going to score? Oh, yeah. I didn't say I was going to score. I'm going to say, sorry, I'm going to say Watkins and McGinn. Okay, I'm going to say Watkins and Watkins. Ooh, two from Watkins. He doesn't like getting double figures in a uh, double, not double figures. Well, he, he did like getting last season. Two goals in a game. He did, yeah. he did, actually, um, he did. And then he waved to the fans before he, before he leaves for White Hart Lane. Well, it's not called White Hart Lane anymore. What's it called? What's it called? The, the, uh, the Tottenham Oxford Stadium. He'll wave to the fans before he leaves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two goals. Steven says, sounds like we should all get down the bookies. 2 2. Uh, Sharik said, if you're saying 2 2, you really mean you think we'll lose, but don't want to say it. <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Look, I, we don't win at St. James's Park. I am more confident than I have been in a long time. <laughs> so to Who be that confident, has I'm never saying that we're going to draw. He's never managed us at St. James's Park. He loves slaying, gets his Grim Reaper scythe out and slaying all these curses, doesn't he? So yeah. he, he, he'll be watching tonight because he's a big, big fan. Um, and he'll be hearing you saying we don't win at St. James's Park and it'll be giving him the motivation. He'll be galvanising the troops tomorrow. Well, there you go. Amazing positivity, Kev. Um, 
that's it for, for tonight. Uh, I think you've, we've kept you up late enough, guys. So thank you very, very much for watching. We're nearly at 100 viewers, which is just absolutely crazy. So thank you so much for the support. Um, like I said before, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button on your way out. Thank you very, very much for your support. Football is back. Join, make sure you join our Fantasy Premier League. The, the, the link is pinned at the top and in the chat is the league code as well. But if you go to my, our Twitter page, it's also on there. All the details are on there. You can win, potentially win uh, 75 quid's worth of Villa gear. Obviously, the, the winner at the end of the season gets that, that voucher to, to spend on Villa gear of their choice. So, yeah, get yourself into it. Um, Kev, we'll be back for a match reaction. I might even do a little bite-sized preview as well. And we'll keep you up to date with any villain news coming up over the next few days. I was going to say, mate, there might be transfer news to so keep your eyes out, eyes out, folks, because there might be some in incomings. Out. I mean, Archer is big rumour. He might go to Sheffield United, which might, might be a bit of a you know sadness for for a few of us. But um, I think I think there might might be a couple of ins in. I'm so sure there will be. Keep your eyes peeled. I'm sure there will be. Keep your eyes peeled, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your support. Uh, have a great night, and as always, remember. We'll follow the villa. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Up and running and villa club is loud. Yeah.